Examining the latest research and telling you about the latest breakthroughs. The Science and Research Show is on the scope. I'm talking with Dr. Brian Jones, an investigator at the Moran Eye Center at the University of Utah. Now, anyone who sees you knows that you carry a camera around with you wherever you go. <laughs> and I suspect the your love for, to- for photography might have come before you delved into science. It did, yeah. I'm wondering, wondering if that passion for photography and, and how maybe we see the world or how the camera sees the world sort of influenced what type of research you're doing now. I uh, came to photography initially in college. My first major was uh, film studies. And uh, I spent a lot of time uh, with uh, a Leica M6 camera and a Canon A1 camera that my parents had and um, fell in love with photography. Um, I've had the privilege of knowing a couple of friends who uh, have retinitis pigmentosa. Uh, One of my friends is is an Army veteran, and I've watched him go blind. So for me, the ability to do photography and to share uh, what I see is, is, uh, is a constant reminder of why the work that we do is so important. And what are you looking at these days? What's, what's driving your research? So our lab has two main focus uh, areas. Uh, the first is understanding how the retina is wired. So the retina is this uh, piece of gauzy tissue at the back of your eye that is an extension of the brain. And this brain tissue at the back of the eye is sort of a a layer cake-like structure with 70 to 100 neurons or more uh, in our human eyes. And uh, it captures light, uh, captures photons of light, and then uh, computes all of the primitives uh, required for vision, Um, captures uh, contrast and luminance uh, and edges and uh, movement and calculates all these primitives and then sends that information on to other areas in brain and cortex and subcortex for higher processing. People have been studying the retina for about 150 years, and we still don't know precisely how all those 70 to 100 or more neurons are wired. Uh, and that's the first mission of our lab, is, is to try and pull apart that wiring, identify all the neurons, and figure out how they're precisely wired together. Uh, so that's a field called connectomics. The second main mission of our lab is to understand how that structure and how the neuronal identity and how the wiring is altered in diseases like retinitis pigmentosa and age-related macular degeneration that uh, steal vision from us. So you're looking at the circuitry itself? Yes, ma'am. And yeah. how, are you, how are you doing that? So, so there are two main approaches uh, that we're uh, Pioneered The first one was pioneered by uh, Dr. Robert Mark uh, here at the University of Utah uh, called computational molecular phenotyping. Uh, we basically use antibodies to uh, serially label uh, tissues and pull out small molecular fingerprints that uniquely identify uh, populations of neurons. Uh, and then we uh, insert those data into uh, electron microscopy data sets. So um, we basically take the retina and we section it very thin. Uh, Each section is thinner than the wavelength of light. Uh, They're about 90 nanometers. And then uh, we section, in the case of uh, the mouse retina that we recently finished, uh, about 1,490 nanometer sections. And then we reconstruct those 1,400 sections uh, into a, a digital layer cake. Uh, and create a volume, 
and then we go in by hand and trace neurons all the way through the data set along with all of their connections, their synapses and their gap junctions. So um, so the hope is to create like a three-dimensional uh, representation? Yeah, yeah, a three-dimensional representation that the, we then extract out sort of uh, circuit topologies. Uh, so it turns out these circuit topologies uh, are far more complex than we thought they were. And so now we're having to develop new software uh, that can allow us to visualize how complex some of these topologies are. Um, circuits, the, the circuit topologies uh, are, are things that um, give us excitation and inhibition and, and ultimately end up tuning response profiles uh, in retina. You know, if you think about circuitry in how most of us think about circuitry, I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at the circuitry like in a computer or in the electronic system of a car, I mean, it doesn't necessarily tell you how it works, or, or does it? I mean... Yeah, so, so there was a pretty famous paper that came out a few months ago uh, where uh, they took a standard uh, computer integrated circuit chip uh, and they uh, took it apart uh, digitally, and they tried to predict how it would work. Hmm. Uh, and it turns out um, they didn't have a whole lot of information. It, it, it didn't function the way that it should have functioned, or at least their models, their predictive models mm-hmm. uh, that, that they thought uh, how it would behave didn't actually behave the, the way the chip actually did. So um, while the circuitry is what we're after, uh, and the circuitry in any neural system is sort of the substrate that gives us uh, a basic performance profile and ultimately makes us who we are, um, there's still a lot that we don't know. And so for us, the uh, connectomics framework, the circuitry framework that we're trying to obtain is is only um, the basic uh, uh, starting point. Uh, it, it is a framework, and, and on that framework we have to hang physiology and we have to hang physics and we have to put uh, molecular biology and we have to put genetics into it. Uh, and um, so, so, so for us it's only just sort of the very beginning of understanding uh, how neural systems are, are wired, e- even, even though you know, sort of the science community has been studying the retina for 150 years. Uh, in, in a lot of ways we're still right at the very beginning. It's kind of new frontier, kind of something that hasn't really been done exactly this way before. Exactly. Interesting, informative, and all in the name of better health. This is the Scope Health Sciences Radio.